0: yeah i know motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) you're listening to unscripted with mike and chris brutally honest sports talk and now
1: here is mike jansen (laughs) you spend billions or trillions of dollars on a new defense toy and the best name that we can come up with with the sitting president of the united states is it's a super duper missile excellent hello we are here, Mike and Chris, on this 505th episode of Unscripted. A lot of things to talk about. You know, it's funny, I always used to send text uh, Chris a text saying, what are we going to talk about today? And then I really got concerned about it, as we've talked about on previous editions of Unscripted, that what do we talk about during uh, coronavirus? Well... I've got, uh, yeah, we've got things to talk about, but we're going to start with a little something different here on episode 505, a little bit of fun. Um, I saw this last night. I texted Chris at about one thirty or something last night and, and, uh, I saw this and I was kind of going, all right, but I haven't told Chris one thing about this. All I told him is that I want your spontaneity and I want your truth. So... We've done this in various forms over the previously produced 504 episodes, but this is a little different, I think. Um, I've got 20 questions here, and again, spontaneity is the word of the day. No wrong answers, just fun and truthful. So the two hosts of Unscripted are going to bare their souls today. So we're going to start with question number 20 and go down to question number one. Really no part any particular order, but some that I liked better than others, and uh I found this and decided, you know what, this is really, I think it's potentially really fun, or, well, Chris may want to shoot me when it's over. Um, number 20. This remember, spontaneity is the word of the day. Number 20, what is the, strange? I'll ask Chris the question first, and then I'll answer it myself. Um, what is the strangest thing that you believed as a child? Wow, well, I would say. And, oh, just before you start. Yeah, yeah none of these have anything to do with the wonderful and wacky world. of sports. Oh, they don't? Okay. No, I this is that. totally just, I just found this last night, like I said, at about one thirty, and I was up till three finishing it off and I was intrigued by it. So number 20, first to Chris and then to I. What is the strangest thing that you believed as a
0: child? I remember that I came up with the concept of reincarnation before it had ever been mentioned to me I remember we were on the beach and I mentioned it to my mom and that and she said that's what it was called what I was describing and of course now as a hardened atheist right uh, that's the last thing I believe in is anything like that because to me for that to make any sense there would have to be an afterlife for plants and an afterlife for broken computers right and that doesn't make any sense to me either so uh, I, I don't certainly believe in any of that whatsoever right now but yeah that was a concept I came up with laying on the beach when I was about eight years old and
1: my mom told me it was called reincarnation. What I was describing. Wow. Um, I'm not that deep, folks. Let me tell you, Chris was way above my pay grade at, when he was eight years old. What is the strangest thing that you believed as a child? I believed that I was going to be the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers at some time. This is when you're a kid. Yeah, well, absolutely. Oh
0: yeah. So, but I mean, hey, you could have grown up to be six foot four, and sure.
1: But you know, I, 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 I was one of those. I think that that. Athletically was advanced when I was younger, and like I was a monster, I was the same size. I swear to God when I say this, I am the same size at fifty five as that I was when I was in the eighth grade and here 's the thing in eighth grade, I was a power forward on the basketball team. by the time I got to grade ten, I was the shooting guard, and by the time I got to high or senior year in high school, I was the point guard because I never grew. I was a monster in eighth grade, but I was Just a point guard, small, John Stockton-like white guy. By the time I made it, oh man, I was
0: I was always small, and I think that's part of the reason that my parents. Held me back, because, well, not held me back, but started me late because I'm a December birthday, right? So I started the following year, which uh, makes sense. And even even starting later, yeah. I was I was often this, you know, a really small kid and everything. So I've you no, know, I've never been that big kid. I never had a big growth spurt. I never was big for my age. I never had any of that. So right. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm
1: used to this. So this is what we're doing on this 505th episode of Unscripted. We're playing uh, 20 questions today, and the spontaneity is the word of the day. No wrong answers, just fun and truthful. Number 19, you're stuck on a, decided, on a deserted island. It might help if, the, if one of the hosts could fucking read. You're stuck on a deserted island. What three items do you bring? Uh, it,
0: well, it's fun to think uh, like I could have electricity and charging and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. But are we? I'm assuming that we're saying, you know... and, and uh, Say you know,
1: whatever you want. That's uh, the beauty part of this. If you want electricity on your deserted island, have electricity really? on your... Absolutely. There oh. are no rules here.
0: Oh, okay. So whatever my, you want.
1: You're stuck on a deserted island. What three so items my, do you so bring? So my
0: super ultra... VIP Pornhub subscription is valid. <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's good. I can have two screens set up, sure. one, one for each eye, one for each hand. Absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah great. Awesome. Right. No. Um. Well, <laughs> I I mean, it's so easy to say like a computer with internet, but I, I think it would be more fun if I try to spontaneously come up with more realistic things that I could have there. And so I would uh, I would bring uh, probably whatever the best poker book I would think of is maybe like Super System 2, which I actually have right here that I use as my stack to make my microphone higher when we talk here. Maybe this book right here to just keep reviewing all the different poker games and all that. I think that would be really nice. And I, I think a, uh, Uh, A a water filtration system would be really nice. Um, Nice, I mean, I know that might be a little too practical, but for me, (laughs) I actually think that's a lot of fun. I'm going to assume there's all sorts of lovely tropical fruits on my tropical island. Uh And besides that, that is a great question. Why don't you, if you've you've had some time to think about this, why don't you... I have not. Oh, you haven't? I don't know. Oh, oh, I'm
1: doing this the same time that you're doing this. You are okay. I haven't thought about this. Interesting. Nope. So, so Is, what, what... again, spontaneity.
0: Okay, so I would I would bring my book and and just really study poker. I think and really try to just you know get all the games and all the fundamentals down. I mean, I would have a lot of them to a degree, but really get into the nuts and bolts of some of the advanced stuff. And then I'd have my water filtration system, and then I'd have a massive supply of flares, so that when I was ready to go, I would at least have that sort of an ability. I mean, you could substitute in a cell phone or something like that, but uh, it'd be more to look at it as I'm going to enjoy myself here for a while, but then at some point, you'll want to get back to society and start accomplishing things again.
1: If I was stuck on a deserted island, what three items do I bring along? Well, obviously, I'm bringing a cooler with adult beverages, for sure. Um, This is Mile Island, so I can do whatever the hell I want. Um, I need a a uh, cooler with a n- never ending supply of adult beverages. I want uh I need a shower. I can't go you know, this is why I could never play Survivor. I love Survivor, the game, the show, but my people skills aren't good enough and I couldn't go 39 days without a shower and crapping in the ocean just doesn't sound good to me. So, um I need an unlimited supply of adult beverages. I need a shower. And I need a golf club, probably a sand wedge to work on my getting out of, of, uh, sand traps. Oh yeah. You could really work on your, could really work on game. my, yeah. On my deserted island. I think. Mm. Yeah. I, I, again, this is, <laughs> this is my list and that's what I would need. I'd need adult beverages. I'd need a shower and I need a 63 degree wedge.
0: Did you ever see that show by the way, like similar to survivor almost, but it's, it's literally just, I think, two people, like a man or a woman who don't know each other, and it's called Naked and Afraid. Yes. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Why do they have to be naked? I don't get that.
0: <laughs> They're just trying to make it, uh, like, dehumanize you as much as possible, is all it is. Like you get, like, a knife, and that's about it.
1: Yeah, that's not my cup of tea at all. I mean, they've got Naked and Afraid, but yet they take off my... On the National Geographic channel, they take away my life below zero. Hmm. Yeah. Number 18. Now, I'm going to give you four different things here. Which one of the four... Do you choose? Okay, not all four, not three, one. Which would you choose? Free gas for 20 years, a free Maserati, free travel for life, or $300 grocery tab per month for life? Well, I
0: think that I would take the free travel for life. I knew you would take that one. Well, but you know what? It's not even that I'm a world traveler, I have no interest in. Seeing, to be honest, most of the world doesn't really appeal to me. I certainly don't want to backpack anywhere or stay in hostels or anything like that. But the travel would just be so nice just to go between the places I like. Yeah, I'd go to Hawaii. I would go to... I would check out Australia once. And uh, I would love to be able to go to Japan as much as I wanted, go to Vegas as much as I wanted. Or, I mean, I'd probably be living in Vegas at that point. But I think most of the rest of the stuff is based on just... Kind of getting through life, and I like to think that I am self sufficient enough to do that. And it's just that these these big spiking expenses, like travel, are the ones that really can be annoying. And be really nice to just to know you could go anywhere for free. So, uh, and that will also encourage even more, um, you know, getting out and about there. So I would definitely take the travel.
1: Fair enough. I have been around the world a couple of times already. So I'm. I kind of. I kind of just went and which one I eliminated just by. Sheer repetition. So I've been around the world a couple of times and like Chris in that regard, I don't need to see a lot of places again. I was intrigued by the free Maserati. How much is that? That's about uh somewhere between three and five hundred thousand dollar car. But to be honest, um for me, I would take the three hundred dollar grocery tab per month for life. You can't live without food and um I could steal a Maserati. (laughs) So I would go with the $300 grocery tab per month for life. Number 17, what job would you work at for free?
0: Oh, that's a really good question. This question is always funny because... Oh, absolutely. It always kind of assumes like, you know, everyone's got plenty of money if they don't work and then working is just like this bonus cash. It's like walking around money you get, whereas... So I'll look at it as I'm retired or, or, you know, wealthy enough to retire, and then I could do whatever for free. That's a really good question. I would, I would say something similar to what we're doing right now, actually, you know, do unscripted, do a podcast, or something related to that, you know, uh, do something with Um, you know some version of this whether it's it's fantasy football or poker or things like that too but I think I think talking about sports and the games and the things I'm interested in and really getting into that you know trying to be an authority on things like fantasy football for example I think is uh, is is really appealing and I think that's really enjoyable it's it's doing work but it's something that you really
1: enjoy and are passionate about so I think it has to be that the only job that I would work at for free would be, and I'm going to take it the same way you dar- did in regard to, I'm going to pretend that I'm retired. And uh, I would work as a golf course marshal at a really good exclusive golf course so I could get playing privileges. That's what I would do. So
0: you're, you're not getting any money, but you are getting a membership. Of Correct. Course. Yeah.
1: Correct. I, I, and again, it, you don't. it would be in the oft... You know, they're not going to allow the starters or the marshals or whatever play in prime time, which having run a golf course for years is usually between like, you know, the first tee times in the morning and and pretty much up until noontime. It would be in the afternoon. But I I would work at a golf course for free as a starter or a marshal or cut greens and fairways or whatever for free as long as I had golf playing privileges. That's Hmm. that's what I would do. Um, As we thank you for joining us on this 505th episode of Unscripted We're doing something a little bit different today We're playing 20 questions Spontaneity is the word of the day No, no wrong answers Just fun and truthful We're at uh, number 16 I ask the question to Chris Then I answer it myself Number 16, if you could create your own holiday What and when would it be? Ooh, my own holiday Okay so it's basically like one day off for
0: everybody, essentially.
1: But it's called and celebrating Your holiday. something. It's Flukes Holiday. Whatever. When do you want it, and what kind of holiday would you have, and when would it be? Oops. Well, I mean, I would I would want to do.
0: My first instinct would be to do something like Remembrance Day, but we already have that one. So I would want to make it in a month where we don't have a uh, a holiday. Which what months don't we have a long June. weekend in? Yeah. That's June, June, isn't it? Yeah. So I would make it then. And uh, I mean, I would just love in general to go to a four-day work week. I think, I honestly don't think that the world would have any less uh, productivity and would actually quite increase its productivity and efficiency, right? So I think that, uh, you know, if we take away 20% of the work week, I think we would absolutely, I think we'd easily be 20% more productive. I would just love to see that. So technically, my holiday would almost be just every Friday off and make it a four-day work week. But if I had to put it somewhere, it would be June. And, you know, we already celebrate veterans. I'd probably just give veterans a second day, though, or, you know, the military or, uh, or just anyone who's, who's served the country. I would, I would say uh, some version of that, because uh,
1: maybe one holiday isn't enough. Sounds good. Um, I would simply do this. I would have it, and I'm going to put mine in June too, just because I like that there is no long weekend in the month of June. So I'm going to go with that. That was a good call on your part. But I would have something for teachers. Um, I would have something, you know, think about what the teachers deal with on a daily basis and the money that they're getting compensated to be teachers. And I know that they made the choice. I get that. But I would have a day earmarked for teachers, no students involved, and I would have a big party and all the boneheads that make way too much money in life would pay for everything. I'd have Alex Rodriguez pay for things. (laughs) I'd have Rafael Palmeiro pay for things. I'd have um, a whole bunch of morons in and out of the wonderful and wacky world of sports pay for this teacher's appreciation day. That's what I'll say. In June... And uh, that would be, if I was to create my own holiday, what and when would it be? Number 15, I was kind of intrigued to do this one. And I'm interested to see what you're going to say, because I know exactly what I'm going to say. But number 15, what song are you embarrassed to admit that you like?
0: (laughs) Wow, there's probably quite a few. Really... Pretty much any Backstreet Boys song I can enjoy. (laughs) Nice. I can enjoy them or not, not, sorry, I shouldn't say any, I I don't, it's not that I enjoy all or even most of their songs. It's that there would probably be a couple that I enjoy. So I mean like any of the couple that I enjoy would be there. You know, I I remember how much when it came out. So this must have been 2000. This is 20 years ago. I remember I loved Bye 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 by NSYNC. I don't give a shit what anybody says. It was fun to listen to then. It's still fun to listen to now. Backstreet's Back by the Backstreet Boys. It's still fun to listen to. Uh, There's a couple of good Maroon 5 songs. I guess that's not technically embarrassing because they're one of the biggest bands in the world. But from where I come from growing up, Yeah, lifting weights in, in a garage, listening to Iron Maiden, it's, (laughs) it's a weird thing to say, right? So yeah, that's what I would say.
1: Um, this is, this, this one will make you laugh. If you could, excuse me, what song are you embarrassed to admit you like? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna commit to one song, even though it might be Sweet Caroline, but there are some songs by Neil Diamond, even to this day, that I wouldn't sit here and listen in front of you and Martina, but in my car I would listen to and I'd rock out to it. And I like when, when full-blown stadiums break into Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond. It's just funny. Here's a little Jewish guy from New York and here's a guy, a little Wiscon guy from Wisconsin. And I enjoy in quiet solitude. I enjoy some of of uh, Neil Diamond's music. So if that surprises you, well, you know what my favorite song is of all time Creep. I know but that one. Um, what songs or songs are you embarrassed to admit that you like? Number 14, name something that you would never buy used.
0: <laughs>
1: Condoms, obviously. Well, yeah, but yeah. That's, that's an easy one. <laughs> name something that you would never buy used. It just makes me think of
0: that one episode. What is I'm trying to think what episode it probably was about. Oh boy, 133 or 233 we had. I remember on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash unscripted MC. There you go. Yeah, we had, uh, I remember I made the cover Steven Tyler looking all unkempt. Mm. And uh, the, the, ep- the name of the episode was, he looks like a guy who would buy underwear at a garage sale. Right. Yeah, so, so I would not buy underwear at a garage sale, <laughs> even if it was only 25 cents. <laughs> uh, but you I just took I heard, mine. I think <laughs> I heard about that. I I I have a memory as a kid in in Yorkton, Saskatchewan, growing up that someone was selling like underwear at a grad sale for twenty five cents. I could be wrong about that, but I somehow have that memory in my head for sure. But uh, but realistically, I am not somebody who likes to buy used furniture. I yeah, you know what I mean. I agree with that. Yeah, like a couch it's for just, sure. I, what, I, I, what's I would... been yeah
1: sitting on that couch and what's been happening on that yeah couch. and and what
0: yeah it's just i wouldn't feel super comfortable there the couch should be this special thing that you spend a, you spend a lot of time on and it's relaxing it's enjoying it's enjoyable it's part of your house and i wouldn't get truly comfortable on it otherwise
1: you know i'm i'm gonna take it and and again this is kind of um uh, weird that i say this considering that any time that you've stayed in a hotel room you're sleeping in a strange bed obviously but i would have trouble Buying a bed, a used bed, I'd have trouble with. Yeah, it's similar thing. Well, I get it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you, you said couch, I said bed. You know, with with, with the bed, at least
0: like uh, with the mattress, like I don't like that either. But at least with the mattress, you could have one
1: or two or three layers of sheets oh, on. Absolutely. It, I whereas mean, it's whereas just, with the couch it's just it's a just... personal thing. Oh, no, but me, I, I don't you blame you. Again, thinking, I, I have trouble still to this day in hotel rooms, just thinking about who was in there the night before. That's uh, mm-hmm. a little weird. Um, number 13, what is the worst Christmas gift you have ever received?
0: (laughs) You know, this probably isn't it, but I remember for the 8-bit Nintendo, I played Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, and it was pretty plain, like all the guys were the same, and it it was a pretty boring, repetitive game, and then they came out with Turtles 3, which was much, much better, and I had played Turtles 2 a million times, and I... I could finish it easily and it was nothing and I told my mother over and over again buy Turtles 3 for Christmas or don't buy me a Turtles game like right. I was extremely clear Turtles 3 or, or I don't nothing. want it yeah right like and then, and of course she buys me Turtles 2 because it's just just I don't know just like I know anyway so that was annoying so I took it downstairs and I instantly finished it in like an hour and then I came back and I was like hey
1: like Christmas was only 364 yeah, days away yeah anyway um worst Christmas gift my grandmother on my father's side there was uh, my brother Dave and I um at one time there was there was a lot of disparity in regard to our sizes now, I'm two years older than Dave but when I got this Christmas gift, I was much taller than Dave was at this time. And we were probably about eight and 10 years old or something like that. Is he that. taller than you now? No, we're about the same size. Mm. He's much wider mm. uh, physically, but we're about the same tall wise. But the worst Christmas gift that I've ever received was... Uh, I, I, my, my grandmother had a drinking problem. I mean, and, and it's, it's been Your well-documented. Yeah, my grandmother, Jack's, Jack's mother. Okay. She had a drinking problem. Um, she ran a bar for years, made no profits because I think she drank the profits. So you come um, by it honestly as well. Absolutely, no question. I come by it honestly. I know that my grandmother every day, five o'clock, would start with it, and I've told you this, would start with a double brandy Manhattan and drink herself to sleep. Wow. And that was every day, seven days a week, three hundred and sixty-five days a year. And uh she bought at this time, she bought the same size, same make. Same everything. The same pajamas for both Dave and I. Now, I, she was probably drunk in the store, but why <laughs> would you buy pajamas for two people at this time that there was a good foot or two difference? Um, and she made and the and and the size actually was about more conducive to Dave. So I'm sitting here like Jethro Bodine in the old Beverly Hillbillies with sh- shirts and pants that are way too small. And, um, that was by far, I've been pretty lucky with Christmas gifts, but that one obviously rings a bell because that was over 45 years ago. Um, number 12, here's a good thought provoking one. What is the weirdest quality that you find attractive? <laughs> Holy
0: moly. That's... The... I told you this was going to be yeah, thought
1: provoking.
0: No Dark. You want to get there, I guess. Um, I, um, what, what is the exact adjective what is weirdest? the weirdest quality weirdest? you find attractive oh boy i would say and quality you're talking physical or mental or what? whatever
1: you it just says the question and i took these verbatim what is the weirdest quality you find attractive
0: i well what the, the thing that comes to mind i just like curvy girls i mean i just don't know what to i remember one time i was at a stand-up comedy in Vancouver. And I just—I've always used this line, and people always think it's funny. And the guy he was actually describing—he, the, the stand-up comic on stage, was describing what would happen if two really skinny people were having sex. Right. And I've just kind of stolen it to be like if I was with a skinny person. Right. Um. And so. Uh, You know, he described it as being like a game of knuckles. And I just have always enjoyed that. And that's what I tell people. I'm like, what, you know, why would I want to do that? It'd be like a game of knuckles. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? So I just, yeah, that's me.
1: What is the weirdest quality you find attractive? I got to be honest with you. This might find, and I know that Ryan and Greg and Sean and Sean, if they hear this, they're going to say, what the hell has he been on? Uh, Because I don't really qualify for this, but I find... Smart people, I was very attractive, gonna,
0: which should not be weird.
1: No, it shouldn't. But I, I, you know, I find organization and people that are at the top of their game. I find that attractive. I don't like dealing with stupid people. I don't like wasting my time with stupid people, especially in meetings in the corporate world. You always have good people in those meetings, but there's always a couple of schmucks that screwed up for everybody. And uh, I think it's, Miss may find funny and weird or whatever, but I find people that are smart and on top of things, I find that attractive. Oh, so
0: do I, but I, and I almost said that and I almost qualified what I said by saying that I didn't want to say that one because it should not be weird at all. It should be absolutely about the most attractive thing out there. But uh, yeah, I like intelligence and, you know, having your stuff together and, and really being sharp and educated. Like if someone says that they... Read read a lot of books. Or I I called this uh, girl for work the other day just to do a like a survey on our on our our company's response to COVID nineteen. A Customer
1: or a client or a, a co worker? No, a customer. A customer.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I was doing a project all week where we were calling people who had contacted us about deferring their utility payments and all that, and just to see how we're doing with COVID nineteen response. And this one girl was so interesting. It was my very last call of the day, and she was just. Sharp, she was a theater tech at the Jube at the oh, Jube really? Auditorium, sure. And she was so sharp. And she would be like, Oh, well, you know, Spanish flu, this, and like she would have statistics just like she was driving, she was just off the top of her head, like, Oh, you know, like this many people died in 1350, and, blah, and, and I loved it, it was just so oh. cool. I love, I love because I do that to people too. Sometimes I'll just bust out exact statistics and that. And uh, I, I love when people do that too, so I, I agree, that's awesome.
1: We're about halfway through our uh, we're we're expanding our horizons here on Unscripted episode number five hundred and five here today. Mike and Chris with you. We're playing twenty questions. Spontaneity is the word of the day. No wrong answers. Just fun and truthful. It can be from the wonderful and wacky world of sports. Certainly doesn't have to be. And so far, we're again we're about halfway through this list. And I don't think there have been many references to the wonderful and wacky world of sports. Number eleven on this list finish this statement finish this life would be boring without as we're finding out sports exactly really. and i think that's what
0: you would say and i mean, don't re- absolutely that seems like such a joke you public uh you know beer and donuts type of an answer yep. you know but i uh i think we have to go with that one i think uh i mean you know you can get all weird about it and say, like, freedom and all that stuff. But, I mean, if we're being, just having some fun with it, then I think sports and and uh, I think we're we're really missing it. Uh, the UFC is running, you know, three shows in a week here, and yep. I think people are appreciating that. They had a really good card on the weekend there. And I think people are really enjoying it. And, I, and I'm really looking forward to when things get back to some semblance of normal. I mean, having the games is nice, but when we get back to fully, like, crowded stadiums and that and all that type of thing. Like if uh, hopefully the NFL gets to be normal this fall, uh, I think it'll be that much more special. I think people appreciate it more. Won't take it for granted as much, at least for a little while. I That's the other thing. People have such short memories. Yes. Everyone's like, everyone's like, oh, we'll never forget this. And uh, we'll never be the same. And I'm like, well, we might make some smarter changes, like cleaning the subway cars in New York city once in a while, which is great. But people have short memories. Yeah. Within a year of things being back to any semblance of normalcy, people are going to forget and be like, oh, man, that was a year ago. I felt it like four years ago. Yeah, I remember that. Like, And then the next generation of people will come out in the next 15, 20, and they won't have experienced it firsthand. And mm-hmm. they'll be like, yeah, whatever. And so uh, we will make some societal improvements. But other than that, people have short memories and the next generation will just come by and take it for granted anyway.
1: Mine would have been the same thing. So let's go right to question number 10. What is one thing that you should know by now how to do, but don't? That I should know how to do? Yeah. What is one thing that you should know how to do by now, but don't? I don't know about
0: should, but anything with... I just have no interest in cars or even any handy thing. I don't like I don't I mean I can change a tire my dad for sure my dad taught me that and uh, I think that's important to know but I mean I don't have a clue how to change my oil I could probably list a lot of things so I mean I've never barbecued anything really no well Martina does the barbecuing I do the laundry it's backwards but to a lot of people oh, I do the
1: laundry at my house oh you do oh yeah
0: all of it yeah. For everybody? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah beating
1: Jenna's uh, clothes to the hamper. Yeah, I do the I do the oh, laundry yeah. at my house. Yeah, me too. Because Judy does all the cooking. I, I barbecue, but that's starting a barbecue and flipping it every three minutes. That's oh, okay. my but Judy does all the cooking. Um Judy does uh, generally does a lot of the, the cleanup after, but I do the laundry. Um but yeah, I um I cannot now to your point. I can change my oil on my car and have done it. I have even done a brake job on my car with supervision, but I can do it and have done it. What I can't do and have no interest in doing is I like to keep a clean house, but if anything gets broken, I have no idea. Like I thought the air conditioner went zappy this week and um, I wouldn't know how to do it. But thankfully, all I had to do was flip the switch because we had a, a power surge and it and the breaker was was uh, you know all wonky or something, but I couldn't fix you know like an appliance, uh, an oven, a stove, uh, a refrigerator. Um, I, I could not and and have no interest in learning how to fix appliances. That's what I'll say. Number nine. Here's a really quick one, really easy. Yes or no. Are you, us- and I know the answer for you and it's the same for me, but number nine, are you usually late or early? <laughs> no, you might. Oh, so
0: this is a, this is a weird one for me. I, uh, I like, I know this is not an easy one at all because I like to be punctual. Um, but, uh, I've often had a, had if it involves travel, I've often had trouble being on time. Really? Yeah, because I just, I mean, and, I try, and I've gotten better as I've gotten older. I try to just, now what I do is I try to just leave so early that it almost sure. doesn't matter. But I mean, for most of my life, especially when I was really busy, I'd have my days really packed with this and this and this. Uh, it was really tough. I'd pack it too th- too close together. I'd be so busy all the time and i it was hard to get from one thing to the other on time. And and so I, I feel bad that I was often late, but I mean, I, I try to be early now and I really do my best for that. But for a lot of my life, I would, I would like, right, barely get stuff on, like every single time I went to work, I would get there at like the last second or something, you know what I mean? Or, yeah. or maybe just slightly late, which doesn't necessarily suit me. But I think when, when I also, when I, if I'm doing something like that, I just really didn't want to do, like if I had a job I didn't like. I would just wait to the last possible second to put it off before I had to leave. So yeah.
1: Um, I'm, I'm early for everything. Coach Lombardi had the famous thing uh, at Lambeau field. And if you ever make it to Lambeau field in green Bay or Ashwaubenon, you will see that all the clocks in and around 1265 Lombardi Avenue are 10 minutes early, purposefully set 10 minutes early. And that is how my dad operated. My dad operated that if, the meeting started at one. My dad would be there at 1250. Um, that's the way it has always been at my house. You never met my true mother, but she is particular about, she, she has a term that she used and she was a gym teacher and an English teacher for a hundred years. She said, Lazy, uh, tardiness is a fi- is a, is a form of laziness. And she lived her life by that. And she's still around, but, um, um i I have been through no fault of my own i have been early for everything this is one i've been looking forward to number eight and i know this as soon as i typed this out i knew what my answer was going to be and i'm interested to see what yours is going to be complete this phrase i wish i never blanked oh with an ed on the end uh I i wish i never blanked just blank no no ed on the end oh okay
0: I really try hard not to think of things in terms of regrets, so that's a tough one. I don't have real regrets that come to mind. That's fine. I wish I had an answer, but I don't that's fine. You know, I think I feel like a lot of people walk around with these huge regrets and I just try not to do that. I made the best decision I could with whatever I had available to me and factoring in everything. And, you know, I've I've built my life pretty well. You've done Um, very well. Yeah, I I would if I had to come up with something, I would. Well, no, but here's the here's the problem too. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm I'm sorry if I get too deep on some of these things, but Mm -hmm. I know some of them are just kind of throwaway questions. But there, one of my favorite episodes of Star Trek: The Next Generation is called Tapestry, and it's it's about because Picard says, "Oh, you know, I wish I wouldn't have been such an impetuous youngster when I was a kid, and I got in a fight, and I got stabbed in the heart, and now I have a fake heart, and all this stuff." And so, so do I. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so then this. So then Q, who can do anything, he just, okay, no problem. Sends him back in time. Okay, now do it differently. So then Picard Mm. does things differently, doesn't get in the fight, doesn't get stabbed in the heart, uh, you know, and just does things the way he thinks he should have done them and a little more maturely and all that, not as an impetuous young guy. And then he goes back to the future, but now in the future, he's not the captain anymore. He's just some junior officer who everyone thinks is just, kind of lame and boring right and you know it's a it's called tapestry because the idea is if you pull on one string behind the tapestry the the whole thing kind of comes apart and so for me it's easy for me to say oh well I've worked for all these shitty companies and I hated the jobs and I just you know I, I wish I wouldn't have worked for them but if I wouldn't have worked for all of those I wouldn't have learn i learned so much with those horrible experiences and then the timing of it just to get to where i work now which is really a great place and so you can't i just don't believe i can say something like oh i wish i wouldn't have worked at this job because then it may have thrown off everything else right and i got to such a good point now so well
1: i um this one um this one for me is is um I have made some decisions in my life that uh, probably weren't the smartest um, spur of the moment kind of thing. Um, But to complete this phrase, I wish I never, to be honest with you, I wish I had never left Las Vegas. Um, I got caught up being totally Mm. honest. I got caught up in the, in Judy's family. I, I, I'm, I met Judy in Las Vegas. We lived in Las Vegas. We could have stayed in Las Vegas and been very happy. I'd still be dealing with Ron Barr, which probably would would have led to a bigger drinking problem than I already have. <laughs> but I wish I had never left Las Vegas for the simple fact and the simple reason is, for me, Las Vegas was about the perfect place to live. The weather is important to me. I can't stand the 11 months of, of winter up here. <laughs> that just sucks. Um, I, I don't like, uh, you know, I like the ability to uh, have a golf course membership and pay almost nothing. Um, I like the ability to play golf 11 months of the year, except when they overseed in October, all the golf courses in Las Vegas are shut down. There's unbelievable entertainment opportunities, obviously, in Las Vegas. And, you know, let's be honest, I was having really a great time in my life doing this. And, you know, as I've said on this program many, many times, I never got fired from the radio business, I got fired from a lot of different things, but never from the radio business. So um, I'm glad I've gotten to meet the chairman of the board and you and a lot of very good people in Calgary. That's that's not in question. But to honestly answer this question, I wish I never had left Las Vegas would be at the top of my list.
0: I, I'm I have always been shocked that you ever left Las Vegas. I got
1: caught up. I mean, I've I found a you know I met a wonderful woman and she had family responsibilities and uh i understood that to a point i never and i've got to blame judy a little bit for this because she never gave me the full scope and she probably didn't give me the full scope because she knows that i would have stayed in las vegas if i had known everything that involved you know dealing with these idiot brothers her idiot brothers my idiot brothers in laws and you've met some of them and they're all idiots except for brother mike and um so again It's probably the easy way out. But for me, I wish I had never left Las Vegas for a multitude of reasons. Plus, (laughs) I'm paying $5,000 a year less in property taxes. Um, Number seven, as we're getting closer to the end of this, I've enjoyed this. This has been something that I was kind of thinking about doing. And then I finally did it. And Chris said, let's go. So we're doing it. Number seven, what is the best advice you have ever received?
0: Uh, Socrates said, beauty is a fleeting tyranny. And I really, really enjoy that because wow. um, That's really good. F- whenever you're feeling jealous or annoyed that Instagram models can just go online and just, you know, do another, like just film themselves while they're playing in their pool and they don't even have to work a real job because guys are drooling all over them and they somehow make money off that. Uh, just know that in the end, they can't do that forever. And along the way, they'll probably be so ruined as people from the unlimited validation that they'll be insufferable and never be truly happy anyway. So thanks, Socrates. Very nice. Thanks thanks for predicting the eventual outcome of today's Instagram models hundreds of years ago, Socrates. Thank you.
1: Best advice I ever received was be honest. Hmm. Admit your mistakes when you make them. And that's probably part of the reason why I have no filter. Um, (laughs) I say what is truthfully on my mind, and it ruffles some feathers over the years. There's no question about that. But I'm true to myself, and uh, I believe in what I believe in. And you don't have to believe it, but when you ask me something... like I think think our Vancouver bureau chief in uh, number 500 realized that I don't just say things just for the sake of saying Mm -hmm. things. Now, I know I've told you, and this is the honest to God truth, that back in the day, especially when I was partnering with David Brody, that we would say things that we didn't believe. But that was, you know, when you're caller driven and you're ratings driven, you are driven to say things that you don't always believe. And that's entertainment. I I can always differentiate between entertainment and reality. That was entertainment. In reality... Be honest. Be true to who you are. When you make a mistake, admit it. Because when you try to lie about it, it comes back and bites in the ass. And I have found that to be true as well. I have made a shitload of mistakes in my life. But at least I've, I've, I've owned up to pretty much most of them. A couple girls in college, maybe not. <laughs> but you know, um, ultimately, I think the best advice that I got, simplistically saying, is just be honest and be true to yourself. Oh, this is a goodie. Number six, if you got offered a reset, and I know what your answer is going to be, because you've already answered this once today, but I have a different answer than you. If you got offered a reset button on life, would you press it? No, no, I, no,
0: I couldn't. No, no, because I, look, I've set up life uh, how I wanted. There's things that I wanted to do. I wanted to be uh, a professional wrestler. But I mean, I know that just, and maybe if I would have been born 20 or 30 years later, maybe that might have worked okay. But when I was that age, it was a lot more just kind of, and it just wasn't, yeah, it wasn't nearly as good as even today. And uh, so that wasn't a good fit for me. Plus, I mean, I've never really realized how small I really am. I know I, you know, lift, have lifted weights for 20 some years, but I, you know, I'm, I'm quite small and I never really realized that because for some reason, when I look at people, I don't Unless they're like a foot taller Are you taller saying that
1: me. arm is small? No, I'm Your say- arm is smaller, uh, is bigger than some people's legs.
0: I'm, si- I'm saying that I'm not very tall. And I, it's weird because unless someone's a foot taller than me, I don't notice that they're really
1: taller than me. So what were the limitations of in, in the, in, in the uh, wrestling arena? What were the limitations for your size? You've got the strength for it. You've got the smarts for well, it. Well, maybe,
0: but uh, well, no. But there's so much luck involved, and I mean, when you start off, you have to make like if you're just some random dude coming in, like you might make ten bucks for a match. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's to, like working the indies, and then you have to just get lucky, and you have to do it a lot, and be dedicated to it, and somehow have money magically, or sleep in your car like McFoley did. Yeah. And I wasn't really willing to to do Fair that enough. much, and so it just it's it was just it was just it was just such a crapshoot to be honest. So. Um, but, uh, you know, if you're, you know, height and weight, mostly because of Vince, because I mean, wrestling wasn't always just about height and weight. It was about sure. tough guys and you didn't have to look like a bodybuilder, but, but because Vince has a fetish for that and because he basically took over the entire Matt. country's wrestling scene right. and destroyed the territorial system, that's what people associate with it. And so, uh, if you don't have that size then it it is, it is pretty difficult to break in, you'd have to be really good. And frankly, I didn't have the greatest training either. So um, you know, if I would have had a proper system and a great mentor and been really able to dedicate myself to it, yeah, I probably could have, uh, you know, been really good, I think, but uh, I definitely did have the brain for it for sure. But, um, uh, no, but no, I, I wouldn't press the button, though. No.
1: I would press the button, and I, but it, see, this is kind of a I know you can't press the button, there is no such thing as a reset button. The reason I would push it, though, is just to see, you know, uh, what the outcome would have been if I had gone the other way on one of those, you know, one of those sliding doors, sliding doors and one of those, those life experiences. Like I knew the day that I was in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, and we're picking up body parts. I knew that that was my going to be my last day in the military. I knew that I was not going to re up in the military. And up until that point, I truly believed, that I was going to go 20 years and collect the pension and the gold watch and all this other crap but after that day I don't know how anybody could have made that their career I would have liked to have seen if I didn't tell the program director at KVEG Radio in Las Vegas to go fuck himself what would have been the outcome if I hadn't had done that and I've been telling people to go fuck themselves for a lot longer than the three years that we've been on Unscripted unfortunately but that's part of the filter thing I would have just liked to push the button to see what would have happened if I had gone left instead of right. Let's say that's hmm. all. Number five. We're down to our final five. We're down to the home stretch. What's one food everybody likes that you hate?
0: Kraft dinner. Good grief.
1: Oh God, I'm right there with you. Oh, I haven't oh, that had stuff it since, is
0: gross. I haven't had it since 1984. Have you uh, looked at the ingredients on it? It's like I refuse. F- it's. I always compare it to if you just went to a grade 12 science lab and just started drinking out of the beakers. <laughs> That's what I picture. I'm not kidding. Like That's funny. No, but I. so what happened was, and I may have told the story before, but when I was two and three years old, I loved it. Yeah, well, for sure. I thought it was great. And then when I was four, I remember, I, I, I remember it. We had, I think they had some for lunch, and it might have even been the day before or whatever, and then... But then made too much, and so uh, we had some leftover, and so I had like leftover craft dinner, and something was wrong with it or something, and it just, and from then I, c- I couldn't even like I can't even
1: yeah
0: smell it like it's I'll 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 throw up like it's 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 horrible like I'm severely uh, like PTSD with it like it's it's severe react- like I yeah. have I have to yeah, yeah. get away from it huh. so uh, yeah it's something happened when I was four years old.
1: Huh. Yeah. I I would go with KD because I think there was a time as a single man that I spent and half of my when when I wasn't going out and grabbing something, if I was actually at the house or at the apartment, you know, it was easy to throw KD together. And, and, uh, but I can't even look at the box anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm right there with you. Oh, yeah. Like if a commercial comes in. Oh, I can't. I I have to mute. I have to look
0: away. I got to look away. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right there with you.
1: Right there with you. Another food that I can't stand that, um, um uh, i cannot stand ribs interesting
0: it doesn't matter if they're pork or beef
1: doesn't matter i don't like i don't like getting messy
0: when i eat you know who can really relate to you is our buddy greg who watches this so greg's biggest pet peeve i think is when people lick their fingers when they're oh, eating.
1: oh that just grosses me out <laughs>
0: oh greg's right through with you
1: oh my god greg we're we're in a group <laughs> together pal I think that's disgusting. (laughs) I think that is absolutely disgusting. There's only, you know, uh, oh my God. I just, I think that's probably what it is, is that it just disgusts me to see people have shit on their faces and enjoying it. You know, then we're not, in my opinion, we're not any better than the pigs that are eating the pig sloth.
0: So what I would say with that is too low. And I've, you know, I've never been huge. I never crave ribs ever. Like I never crave them. Is what I've noticed. But I do enjoy... You know, I do enjoy them sometimes. But what I have found is... And I'm not I'm not above... Especially if I'm by myself or something. I'm certainly not above... I might lick my fingers a bit. I'll admit that. But even if somebody has no problem with ribs or with the licking the fingers or anything like that. I still don't get... Like literally having it all over you. All over your face. Yeah. yeah. Hey, like that is way over the line. Even Even if the other stuff doesn't bother you at all. Like if I got... If I accidentally get some food on my face, I like immediately. Sure. Like the thought that someone would sit there and have some food all over their face, even if it's not ribs, if it's anything. Anything. Yeah. And not immediately wipe it away is the craziest thing on this planet. Like right. I can't even believe that. Right. Like do people actually do that? Oh, I know. They'll have yeah, food on their face and just keep eating? And just do it. Yeah. And that's yeah, disgusting. That, that's. That's disgusting. That's beyond disgusting. That is incomprehensible. Babies it's, are one thing. They're little. They can't well, do anything about it. And that's that. gross too.
1: But. but sure it is. But they're they, what like what can they do? But when old people sit there or older people sit there and and allow that and to collect on their faces and on their fingers and they they're literally looking like pigs in slop, that just drives me crazy. I just, ugh, Jesus. Number four, if someone wrote a book about your life, what would the title be? Iconoclast. Mine would be disappointing. <laughs> oh, come on. Um, I, I don't think, I, I think for me, it's simply, um, there would be a lot of people that would think that I have not fulfilled my full potential. There are a lot of people that would think about wasted opportunities. And this is somebody else writing a book about me, not me writing the book. This is somebody else. And I think it would either be disappointed or lost chances would be the, would be the, or lost opportunity would be the title of that book. I think that if someone else is writing that book and someone has to know me a little bit to write the book, I think that it would be one of two titles, Disappointing or Lost Chances. Whoa, I wouldn't have thought of that at all for you. Uh,
0: I, I had to endure hearing that all through uh, eleme- or elementary school, we'll say at least, if not all the way through any grades, because I because my intelligence testing was always extremely high but my grades
1: were only average i you know what we're a lot more alike than i think even you and i think we're like because i was the same thing i was terrible on tests but i could and my grades were reflective of that but on the everyday stuff that i'd hand in and and given the proper time to do it i was a stud oh really yeah actually well in fairness my tests were excellent my
0: this is what infuriated me as a kid. They, I think, I really believe this, and to this day, and I'm, I have not changed my mind, I think some of the buttfuck, yokel, Yorkton, uh, hick teachers right. uh, resented me, to be honest with you. And even if they... you were smarter than they were. Um, well, yeah, I think so, and not that that's actually saying very much in some of those cases, but I think... Like, I remember this one time, I should have had 100 on this test, and... The teacher who I did not want to, still my one of my least favorite I think he was the vice yeah he was the vice principal he he really didn't like me and so he made sure to make it a ninety nine when it should have been a hundred you That's know bullshit I know it is but I would actually do very well on tests the issue was they would find other ways they'd be like oh sure you got a hundred on the test but oh um your uh, your handwriting is not very nice oh your books kind of messy I'm gonna give you a two out of ten on on how how messy because of how messy your book is so how messy your book is is going to bring down your grade overall even though we got 100 on the test it's like hey you guys are missing the point completely here no, no. and you're assholes so actually yeah that vice principal yeah uh yeah mr balzik like, i would fight him right now if, mr Ballbuster. Yeah, yeah yeah mr ball um there's people don't realize and i feel like i'm 100 years old here but even never mind even in you know 100 years ago like even when I was growing up, this is like late eighties, early nineties in element. I was in elementary school still, and uh, the class next to us said Mister Balzac picked up a uh, a desk with a student in it and chucked it against the wall. Whoa. You know, he would always he would always like if people were talking during assembly, he'd go and like grab them by the hair and pull them out. Like stuff that you would never get away with now. Well, we
1: we oh, absolutely because we used to get hit with the board of education. Yeah, I i in grade one. Some of the some kids got the strap. We got yeah, we got we, we had a teacher that literally had a a board and and she had written on it board of education yeah, and she that. whooped your ass with. That. Okay,
0: now here's here's the question, and maybe because I don't have kids and I you know all this stuff, but uh, why? And because back then, let's say that as far as and this is just what I've heard about back then. Let's say a kid was bad and got the strap. Right. From what I've heard, the parents were supportive of that or would never blame the teacher for that they'd be Correct. like what were you doing you piece you're of authoritative you're, you're... figures yeah. So, yeah so why so i want you to answer as a, as a someone who's raised kids who have gone to school why did why were parents totally okay with the strap back then but they're not now
1: i just think it's the the evolution of time i just think that it's gotten to a point and uh, i i I don't think you should obviously just go and judiciously whoop a kid for no reason at all. But if they've got it coming, I don't think there's anything wrong with Oh Okay, that.
0: but okay, not even, let's get away from the corporal punishment. Let's say, you know, the teacher gives a bad grade. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day, it'd be like, oh, kid, why'd you get a bad grade? And now it's like, now they're mad at the teacher. Why did that change? Lawyers. I, I just, I think it's like parents live vicariously through their kids now they missed opportunities and i just i think that they uh i think they're somehow thinking it's them that are under attack it just it's totally you changed. know what, this, really this may
1: be totally off the off the topic but that's okay that's what makes unscripted beautiful i think because everybody has access to a lawsuit right here mm-hmm. and anything that happens even in like my, my ninth grade daughter everybody obviously has a phone these days and everybody can take a picture and everybody can send that picture to a a, a parental authority or to their dad's lawyer, which happened to me years and years ago with a with a girl in eighth grade and No, it wasn't sick and perverted like it sounds like when I say that, but again, I just think that because of the world wide web and the access to information and how quick that we can get things up on the world wide web, I think that has led to some punishments in the school arenas, if you will because I think teachers and in general are just scared of being sued or fired or disciplined in some way for you know some punishment toward a student because it can get out on YouTube and it can get out on Instagram and it can get out on Facebook and all of a sudden you know there's just just this terrible person that's an 8th grade teacher and I don't know how difficult and that's why I made this thing about on my island that I would do some or the day the special day I'd do for teachers because I don't think there is a more difficult profession in this day and age than being a teacher oh, no. and I'm dealing not- with punk brat uh spoiled kids these days. Yeah. I, I don't think there's a tougher job out there. I'd I I would rather and I know and I know this as a fact, I know how much garbage men make, but I'd rather collect garbage than, right. than, be a, than be a school teacher in this day and age. So, sort of, I mean,
0: maybe if it was, maybe like a university professor maybe would be different. Oh, for sure. That's but then different.
1: those kids are there because they want to be there, not because yeah. they have to be there. Yeah. I remember when I was going through, because I'm trained, as you know, to be a teacher by trade, and that never happened because of the no filter and yada, yada, yada. But um, I was once told that when the kids get to grade 10, they go one of two ways. And that's why they were always pushing me to be a teacher in high school, not in the junior highs or middle schools. Because once I get to grade 10 or grade 9, depending on if it's a four-year high school or three-year high school, a lot of schools in the states are just 10, 11, and 12 in high school. That's what we were too. Right. And that's what we were. Obviously, that's what we were. So that's from my experience. Once I get to grade 10, they're either there to learn and work toward bettering themselves for post-secondary or they're just there to become the provinces or state's problem in two years It's huh. what it is um we've got three left number three on the list what is your favorite smell
0: the first thing that comes to mind would be pizza but uh mm. mm-hmm. you know um i don't have anything you know what we actually we we've got this new uh uh Laundry detergent—it's called Persil. I think it's a new brand. No, it's pretty. It's pretty awesome. It's it's it smells really good for
1: laundry. I'm gonna say something that'll surprise you. You've known me now over three years. I do not drink coffee. Can't stand the taste of it. But I think the smell of newly brewed ca- of coffee is outstanding. So you like the smell but not the taste? Correct.
0: Really? Um, I wonder why that is. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't like either one. Um,
1: Number two, along those same lines, what is your favorite sound?:
0: Oh, like a single sound
1: singular sound Whew.
0: It's hard to really describe it, but I like when something sounds really futuristic, so if you get like just the right tone or you know like if you, if, if you watched a movie about the future and someone had a doorbell or something, mm. it'd be like like it's hard to describe, but it would it would probably sound something like that.
1: Your dad would know exactly what I'm talking about when I say that.
0: Oh, this. the sound of uh, hitting when a When you
1: hit a golf ball just in the sweet spot, there's a little thud. Mm-hmm. When you hit it, when you, when you slice it, that's got a distinctive sound that you never want to hear as a right-handed golfer. When, you, uh, when it goes the other way, when you push it, there's a sound there. But when you just hit it perfectly... When you hit it right in the grooves, I don't care what damn club it is, whether it's a driver or a 64-degree wedge, I don't care what it is, your dad would know what it is. I know my dad knew what it was. When, and you know what that perfect sound is. That, to me, is my favorite sound in the world. It doesn't happen often enough, but your dad would know exactly what I'm talking about, and I know my dad would have known exactly what I was talking about. The final question, and I saved this one specifically till the last one. I said no particular order, but I saved this one specifically for the last one. If you wrote a note to your younger self, what would it say in two words? Oh, in two words? Two words.
0: I was, as soon as you started that, I was all ready for one sentence because it just makes me think. And we, I remember I said it on this show a couple years ago. Was I just liked how Arian Foster was talking about send, uh, sending, if he could send two sentences to his younger self. And he said, no one knows what they're doing and no one knows what they're doing. Didn't even need to. So two words. Wow.
1: If you wrote a note to your younger self, what would it say in two words? <sighs> Bet patriots, I guess. Like I... <laughs> Mine would simply be, be yourself.
0: That's good. I, You know what? In fairness, I think I've always really tried hard to live by that one. So... Yeah. <laughs> if I would have saw that as a kid, I would have been like, "Yeah, I know, motherfucker." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah,
1: so <laughs> we've got to run on this 502nd episode of Unscripted. Something different, something unique. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, um, it, was nice. it was something that we've, you know, we haven't done, and it was just time. I thought that we could try something different, and I enjoyed doing it. And uh, we probably went a little long, but who the hell cares? We can do that here on Unscripted with Mike and Chris. Having said all that, for the executive producer of our little program, Mr. Chris Fluke, I'm Mike Jansen. Until next time.